With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Socially Savvy's Whining with Brian Carter. We hope you enjoy the interviews. Hello, and welcome to Socially Savvy. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and I have the pleasure of sitting here with owner and winemaker Brian Carter. How are you doing today? Good, LB. I'm just great. Beautiful day out there. Thank you so much for inviting us out here. It is gorgeous. We came out on Mother's Day, which I appreciate you taking time. Um, I see a ton of your uh, very happy wine club members here enjoying the day as well. It is beautiful, sunny. You have a fantastic view from this tasting room here in Woodinville. Um, So thank you so much for taking time for us today. You bet. Well, we're kind of right here in ground zero in the Woodinville wine country, and uh, Woodenville just keeps getting to be a bigger and more exciting place to be all the time, and on a day like this, you just can't beat it. I would definitely agree. So tell us a little bit about this tasting room. Um, you are, like you said, right here in the heart of downtown Woodenville. You have beautiful views, a great outside deck. Tell us a little bit about all of it. Yeah, we're actually on the fringe of the south part of, of, the, of the downtown part, but we're, uh, and we're actually kind of on the southern edge of, of, the, of the town of Woodenville, but... Uh, it's a beautiful rural view on a on an even nicer day than this. You can see Mount Rainier uh, off of our deck here to the south. But right now it's just a, a nice rural feel to it. You can see the uh, the down to the south of the Bert Gilman Trail uh, going off and the bicycles going by. And uh, it's, uh, it's it's a great day to be out, especially if you're a mother. Oh, most definitely. And and for those young men who uh, can take their mother's wine tasting, not a bad place to stop. There you go. I, I, I wish I'd been able to take my mother out uh, wine tasting uh, when I was a young man. So you've got um, a two-room tasting room. Um, about how many people does this hold? Yeah, we actually have a club event going on right now in the upper part, uh, which is kind of more of our private uh, area. And then we have a, uh, a lower part, which is open to the, to the general public. And um, so we have uh, these these four times a year, these uh, wine release parties, uh, which actually straddle a couple of weekends. And um, we have people come in, and there's some food, and they get to taste the new releases, and uh, plus a couple of wines, and we've got a, uh, a wine on special. And so lots, lots of different uh, activities going on. I love it. And then you've got this big roomy deck. Um, it looks like you could literally throw a party. You've got a fenced-in area with grass, so people could come in, they could picnic. Uh, it's a fabulous space. We do uh, have parties out there, as a matter of fact. It's a great, great place for one. And it looks like there's a bit of a party going on out there right now. And we've got people drinking our um, rosé wine, uh, which is uh, always great when the sun's shining. I love it. And now one other uh, fabulous fact about your tasting room is you are one of few who has great, great parking. Yes, uh, and that should not be taken for granted. Um, so um, we share a parking lot with Delil and we're uh, very fortunate to have uh, this, this spot. I mean, I, I think we're in the best spot in Woodenville. I would definitely agree. So um, let's chat a little bit about how, what you feel makes your wine stand apart. Well, um, I spent most of my career making wines from, uh, for, in varietal form, uh, you know, Syrahs and Cabernets and Merlots and Sauvignon Blancs and Chardonnays. But when I started Brian Carter Cellars, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. 
uh, and I wanted to do something that I thought was uh, fun. And so I looked back on what I'd done in the past, and I said, you know, I really like the blends. I like drinking them. I like the, the artistic part of making them. And as I asked people in the industry, um, uh, different restaurateurs and wine shop owners and distributors and wine writers, what do you think about if I do a winery that it just focuses on blends? And uh, 201, they thought that it was a great idea, and uh, everybody seemed to um, get behind it. And uh, it turned out that um, since I started Brian Carter Sellers, blends have become even more um, exciting and, 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 and more of a focus for the, for the business. It's almost like... Uh, people sort of started out drinking varietal wines and now they've kind of graduated to another level and that uh, increased balance and complexity that blends have is, uh, is really um, getting them uh, to sign on to the whole blended concept. Well, and it's amazing how much um, the wine can really bring out, enhance, or detract from the flavors of food. So with blends, I'm seeing so, so much of a bigger diversity going on. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned food because... Food is so important uh, to me in the winemaking process. Uh, it's, um, when I b do my blends, I usually have food there because I, I like to kind of wrap my head around what the wine tastes like, not just on its own in a glass, but, w but with food. Um, I often take a, a sample home after I've done the blend and try it with dinner, and, and you know, it gives me another chance to kind of think about how the blend is developing. But, um, and, and my wines tend to be a little bit more European in style and a little bit more fruit-friendly, trying to keep the oak in moderation, trying to keep the alcohol in moderation. Uh, everything is in balance, and nothing kind of sticks out that would take over your meal. It's uh, really um, wonderful wines to go with food. I love that. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to touch base with you about is um, how did you get started? I know we touched base, you said that you started out in varietals, but how, what got you started in wine? Well, it kind of depends on how far you want to go back, but <laughs> I uh, was given a microscope as a, um, a young uh, person, probably eight years old, and then I uh, ended up um, using that microscope uh, to look around in ditches and onion skins and all the things that they tell you to do. But uh, eventually I, somebody said, well, there's these yeast, and you ought to try looking at that, and you got to start a fermentation. So I went and picked some blackberries and made some wine. Um, and uh, then I looked at the yeast under the microscope, and I thought, well, I often say I've been looking at those little guys uh, all my life now, and uh, but they've been working hard for me. Uh, then I uh, was getting a degree of all things in microbiology from um, Oregon State University, and I took a class in wine appreciation because I was interested in wine and uh, went out and visited winemakers in the Willamette Valley that were starting up uh, real, the real pioneers in the Oregon industry like David Lett and Bill Fuller and uh, Chuck Curry and uh, Dickie Rath and uh, met those guys, and I was instantly just so enthusiastic about the possibility of becoming a winemaker and then I uh, applied to go to UC Davis and uh, went down there and studied winemaking and kind of the rest is history. Wow, that, that's one of the things I've noticed about wine is it has a tendency to romance you in. Well, it does uh, and, and there's a lot of people who get into the business uh, for the romantic aspect and uh, you know I must admit it's a, it's a fun industry to be in. Um, 
many people don't realize, of course, uh, that there is uh, some aspects of it are a little bit less romantic when you're <laughs> when you're there at uh, 12 o'clock at night after you've been crushing grapes all day and you know scrubbing the floors and and uh, uh, cleaning out the buckets and the hoses and everything. There's definitely some less romantic aspects to it. Oh yeah, there's always that business backside of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and little did I know, even when I got into it, um, what how diverse the demands of the job would be. Uh, you know, every, you know, doing everything from you know selling wine, obviously very important, but uh, dealing with vendors, barrels, glass, label vendors, um, having to, uh, you know, you have to be a bit of an electrician, a little bit of a plumber, uh, you have to be a bit of a mechanic, um, and uh, you have to be a good interviewee. Yes, and you are doing fantastic. <laughs> So on some a uh, little bit more of a fun side of things, people are always asking about wine tasting. So how do you wine taste? Well, um, you know, I, th- there's several different aspects of wine tasting. But if you're asking me how would I go about you know, visiting wineries to wine taste, yes. uh, you know, as opposed to my professional say blending, because I can sit down yes. and, and taste for hours when I'm <laughs> when I'm blending uh, one of my blends, but. Uh, and it's obviously a little bit different approach, but I, you know, I do. I like to taste a lot of wines, um, and I think it, whether you're going to say taste Washington, an event like that, or whether you're out in Woodenville uh, visiting a number of wineries, I think it's it's good to don't try and taste as many wines as you can, uh, because uh, that's really not the objective. The objective is to is to figure out what wines you like, and so spend spend a little bit of time with each wine, you know. Look at the color, smell the wine, taste the wine. You know, uh, if you get a chance to talk to the winemaker, um, yeah, that's so much better because you can ask him questions about it. And most winemakers, of course, are only too happy to to help share their information on how the wine was made, and um, and uh, you know, develop develop a little bit of a, a know-how about uh, each wine that you taste and I think that'll make you uh, appreciate it because uh, because wine doesn't really exist in a vacuum it's a it has a place um, where the grapes were grown it has a, uh, a winemaker that's associated with it and uh, all the thought and effort that he's put into it uh, and the other thing I would say uh, when you're wine tasting is uh, again part of that same theme of not trying to do too much kind of focus a little bit you know you if you're going to a, a particular winery of course um, you can taste through their whole line and and kind of get a feel for what the winemaker is all about uh, but but you know three four wineries in a day is plenty okay. uh, there's a hundred uh, tasting rooms in Woodenville don't try and do 30 of them. don't try and do 30 <laughs> of them don't, don't think you can go through all the wineries in Woodenville in three days uh, so um, yeah pace yourself and, and take your time and, 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 and think about the wines and and enjoy the experience that's awesome because you, you tied in my next question, which was advice for the new wine drinker, the new wine taster. So that's awesome. The Pain Center of Bellevue offers real relief to pain and a healthier approach to your life. With services including chiropractic, weight loss, trigger point injections, acupuncture, massage, and rehab, you're sure to find your healthy approach to life. You can find them at www.bellevuepaincenter.com. Tell them Socially Savvy sent you and receive a 30-minute doctor-supervised trigger point massage and pain management consultation. Call 425-455-2225. Sitting here with Brian Carter, and we're going to chat our very first wine tasting of the show, Abracadabra. 
I adore the name. I adore the label, which I definitely want you to tell us about the label here in a second. It is your 2013 Rose Wine. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah uh, Rosé, actually. And it is um, a blend, like the rest of the Brian Carver wines, uh, primarily Sangiovese and Grenache. Uh, it's got some, uh, a couple other varieties in there in, in minor quantities. Um, but it's brand new. It uh, just was released um, within the week. And it's uh, tasting delicious. Uh, again, when the sun comes out, I used to say, well, it's guaranteed to make the sun come out whenever you open <laughs> up a bottle. Uh, and today I can say that in all honesty. I would totally agree, and I know some people are, are less um, educated with whites. I think a lot of times people just jump into reds because that's what, you know, whoever is introducing them is drinking. Um, but for summertime, this is a beautiful, bright, vibrant wine. Yeah, um, and rosés uh, have kind of gone through an evolution. There was kind of uh, what our um, mothers used to drink, which, which was kind of a sweeter style rosé. And we get a lot of people in the tasting room still who, you know, come in and say, I don't, I don't know, rosé, you know, it's probably too sweet for me. Uh, but this is a nice dry style rosé. Uh, it just has the, just this cut, little kiss of sweetness to it, which is, uh, which is al- almost undetectable. And, uh, you know, nice crisp acidity, uh, fantastic. It's a great food wine, just like the rest of my wines. I, I highly recommend it. Um, you can sit out on your deck and, and enjoy it all by, all by itself. But what I like it the best is, is sitting out with some cheeses and fruit. Um, and uh, it also is a fantastic wine with salmon. Wonderful. I love the pairing um, notes. Thank you so much. And Abracadabra, we, uh, actually we have two different wines that we put the Abracadabra moniker on. Uh, we have a red wine uh, in addition to that, which is, uh, which is a, a bigger, more popular blend that uh, is supposed to be available all year round, but we're actually sold out of it right now. Um, but it's uh, the rosé, com- comparatively small production. We only make a few hundred cases. Uh, actually, about 350 cases we made this year. And so uh, it's quite limited. It comes out in May, and it's usually gone by the end of August. So um, uh, get it while you can. Come and grab it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Pop chips. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping all the fake stuff and at least half the fat of original flavored chips out. They take the finest natural delicious ingredients, add a little bit of heat and pressure, and pop. It's a chip. You can find them at a grocery store near you or online at www.popchips.com. So let's chat a little bit about your labels. They are fun, creative, um, very diverse. Uh, Tell us about what inspires you with these labels. Well, um, first of all, our label designer, I want to to give him credit right off the the front. His name is Stephen Black. And he's, uh, when I first got into Brian Carter Sellers, uh, I had already had some experience with Stephen. And, you know, labels are so important. Uh, a lot of winemakers will figure, well, you know, it's really all about the wine. But uh, I, I think that for a couple reasons, it's the first impression that you have when you see a bottle. Um, a lot of times there's a, a crowded shelf that you're trying to sell the wines off of. And I think the other thing is that you're going to bring that wine home and you're going to put it on your kitchen uh, your dining room table, and you're going to enjoy that wine with food. And it's a, it's a artistic uh, statement as part of the, part of your uh, dining enjoyment. And you want to have an attractive label. So uh, I went out and found who I thought was the best uh, label designer uh, in Stephen Black, 
and uh, he travels all over the world and does uh, labels in Spain and California and South America. And uh, we, we went to him and we said, well, we'd like to do, have you to do our, our whole line of labels. And they, um, I, I told them a little bit about what I was thinking about doing. I, I thought I want them, I want them to, our, our theme is kind of the art of blending, a passion for the art of blending. And we wanted him to, to show a, you know, an artistic label. Uh, we all, I told them I also like color. Um, a lot of labels to me are just black and white, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a level of, of sophistication, I suppose, but I'm a person, if you come to my house, you'll see I have all these walls in Victorian colors and, and um, you know, pretty pretty bright colors. They're not for everybody, but um, but I like I like color in my life, and, uh, you know, I like, I like beautiful flowers, and um, I like uh, maybe a little bit more colorful clothes even than the average uh, person, so... Anyway, that, that was that was kind of his directive: take him in an artistic direction and 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 bring some color into him, and and so he he did that to a T. Each each of our labels is uh, unique. Uh, each has its own uh, original piece of artwork that that Stephen Black did for us, and uh, we've been uh, for each wine, whether it's the the Abracadabra Rosé or the Bizance or the Corita. Um, or the um, Opulento. Each wine has its own unique uh, label, and we use that uh, year after year for that individual wine. I love that. Um, would you say that a label is kind of a subliminal message of what the wine taster is going to enjoy in the wine? Yeah, um, definitely. The you know w- the other piece of the puzzle is that that we decided on the name of the wine before he designed the artwork for it. So uh, in the case of, say, our white wine, uh, Oriana, uh, we have a a very subliminal message in there. Oriana is uh, an Italian woman's name, and it is a, um, uh, we call it the golden lady. Or is uh, Latin for golden, so we call it the golden lady. And, of course, that's a beautiful golden-colored wine. Uh, the label is actually a, kind of an abstract. It's got uh, kind of golden and um, different hues of, of, of yellow and, and uh, in there. And uh, it's actually, a, a, if you look at it carefully, sometimes you have to have a couple glasses of wine to see it, but, <laughs> but there's, there's actually a woman's a figure in there that's kind of deconstructed. Um, and so there's different uh, pieces of her uh, that are kind of in the label. And you know, so you, you can see an eyebrow, you can see a leg. You can, um, yeah, so it's something you should definitely look for. Kind Bars, a kind, healthy snack brand of all-natural foods made from ingredients you can see and pronounce. Find them at your local grocery store or at www.kindsnacks.com. This message brought to you by Brandon Elkins. I'm sitting here at Brian Carter Cellars, um, fantastic tasting room, Mother's Day uh, a lot of the club members are in here picking up their wine. Uh, we literally grabbed a bypasser here. He's been very uh, considerate to sit here and chat with us and tell us a little bit about uh, this wine tasting room experience. Is this your first time here? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I was just telling Brian, I think I've been a member here now going on about my third year. Wow. Uh, and this is one of several memberships that I have just here in the area, but uh, by, uh, by far and away my favorite. So from a, you, you, like you said, you have a lot of memberships and you obviously appreciate and love wine. Uh, what is it about Brian Carter that you think has a unique appeal? So I think for me, it's uh, the, the flavors, just the blending style that uh, Brian has. And it's very unique and 
even though, again, yes, I love wine. Who doesn't? Uh, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good wines out there, and I can certainly appreciate a good wine. But uh, I think the difference for me between Brian's wines and some of the others, uh, I, I never have a bad wine from Brian. I never have a wine that I drink and I go, eh, it's okay. They're always just great wines. See, that's a great tip for people who are trying to come and get a unique wine and they aren't quite sure what they're doing. So that's awesome. And so may I ask who you are and what you do? Uh, my name's Ian, and I work for the city of Seattle. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking a moment. Just appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, actually, while you're here, what is your favorite wine this season? Oh, I, well, this season I've got to go with... I can't do one, it's two. Okay. The Opulento and the Abracadabra. ...or waiting for a cab, Uber makes it super easy to get around town with just the tap of an app. From hybrids to UberX to town cars with Uber Black, there's no need to tip and no exchange of cash or card is necessary. And because you're hearing this from Socially Savvy, all you have to do is go to uber.com backslash go backslash Socially Savvy 14 on your mobile device or computer and you're good to go with $30 off your first ride. Enjoy getting around town with no stress. And now I have the pleasure here at Brian Carter of sitting with managing partner Mike Stevens. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Sunny out. We're having a good time. So we were just chatting a little bit about the wine experience. Uh, tell me a little bit about what wine means to you. Obviously, you have a, a passion for it because you are, are in business. Uh, but tell us a little bit about what it means to you. Sure. My epiphany, uh, my center moment came when I was in Europe, fell in love with Italian-style wines. Just uh, To me, it was just as intriguing about the wine was also the food and the culture, family, friends, the social gathering around wine. And so for me, it's just as so much about the people as it is the wine. That's where I get off on the whole experience and having a good time and uh, celebrating life's moments, big and small. Uh, yeah. it's, it's so important, and it's uh, something we uh, don't always uh, take advantage of, so it's great when people are having a good time. That's what we enjoy. Well, and for me, I've found, um, you know, socially savvy, we talk about everything social. It is such a huge part of being social, uh, where it's always been very predominant in other cultures. This last probably 20 years, it has really taken off here in the Northwest, and then obviously earlier down in California. Um, but it just amazes me how wine by itself can take, uh, take any social experience and elevate it. Oh, I agree. And it's a, it's a great uh, conversation piece. Conversation piece <laughs> is a good way to put it. But I, also, it's a, it's a memory maker. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at this bottle of wine and you remember that special occasion that you had maybe 10, 15 years ago. You were with friends or celebrating a birthday or an anniversary. And so it's kind of that vessel that, uh, you know, you captures memories. And that's what's neat about it as well. So this tasting, we have the pleasure of having Mike Stevens tell us a little about um, this on-air wine tasting. What are we tasting today? Well, we're very excited to release our 2010 vintage of our Corrida. This is our uh, Spanish-style red blend. Uh, Corrida del Toros is what uh, Hemingway spoke about when he was talking about the running of the bulls in The Sun Also Rises. So uh, oh, our Corrida okay. is kind of that expression for the whole a celebration uh, uh, that's very important in Spanish culture. Uh, this wine has uh, got a heart and soul of Tempranillo, which is kind of the noble wine of uh, uh, grape, I should say, of Spain. 
And we're excited about this particular vintage because for the first time we've added Graciano, another Spanish varietal, to the blend. And it just really speaks to me when, uh, when I taste it about uh, Spanish foods and culture. And uh, I love this wine. I'm a, I'm a big Tempranillo fan, so you had me at Tempranillo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, I, I love it, too. And uh, what I think is even cooler is that Brian was very uh, instrumental in having both Tempranillo, the Graciano, uh, as well as some of the other Iberian varietals that we have in our, our port-style dessert wine, our Opulento, grown. Uh, he worked with a lot of our vineyard partners several years ago to get them to take the risk and plant these varietals. And uh, now we're seeing the fruits of all our labors kind of coming to fruition. Wow, I love that. And one of the things I find very unique about this, which is probably one of the reasons why I, I typically like Tempranillos during the summer, because I am a predominantly red wine drinker. Um, and then I, if I go on and talk about, I like Viognier too, so kind of contradiction. But for me, one of the things that I notice about this um, Tempranillo is that it has a very cooling effect on the tongue. For a red wine, I don't typically sense that. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I haven't approached that either. I know the first time I smelled it in the glass, I started salivating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was so hungry. Juicy. I was in, getting, you know, I needed uh, some meats or something to go with it. But I can just imagine this with a great paella, uh, you know, or some uh, wonderful tapas. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a great food wine as well. Well, and I can tell, like we were talking earlier um, about how you and wine and food pairing is such a big, important part because as we're getting the bottle for this interview, you're like, no, you need to go over and grab. You had me grab some food here. So right. what is it that I'm tasting with the wine today? Oh, yeah. We uh, have a special pairing. This is a little uh, duck confit nugget with some uh, chutney and uh, uh, golden raisin and a little uh, micro arugula that's uh, on top. So it's, uh, it's a wonderful pairing. Uh, and it really brings out the kind of the Moroccan spices and the Moorish uh, tradition of the Spanish blend, too. So I think it's a wonderful pairing. Awesome. What kinds of um, foods, you know, more like on the, that people would know about every single day, would you think that this wine would be great with? Well, Corita has always been my go-to barbecue wine. I love this okay. with a little spice, a little sweetness, uh, braised meats, uh, roasted vegetables, I think are awesome. And, of course, paella will always be a favorite with this wine. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing today. My pleasure. With our show now national, we have started putting most of our local events on our Facebook pages. Be sure to check them out for social events throughout the week at LB Duchess and Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment. We would like to thank today's show sponsors, Bellevue Microsoft Store, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, Brian Carter Sellers, The Pain Center of Bellevue, Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Mode Magazine, Uber, Woodenville Wine Country, and Sweet Lounge. Ending tonight's show with our glass of Brian Carter Sellers' Cordita, we want to remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. And don't forget to check us out on RSS Radio, an app available on your smartphone. Make all the events better because you were there, and have a Socially Savvy Week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.